The following episode contains personal and professional opinions and experiences. These are not a representation of any specific 12-step, religion, or other recovery group. Talking Circle Studio. Welcome to the Terminally Unique Podcast. My name is Dean. And my name is Lucas. Hey, Lucas. How's it going? It's going It's going better today. Yeah? Going a little bit better. We talked yeah. about it before the, uh, before the start of this, but doing, making some changes. Right. Big changes in this program. Big changes happening in the program for the better. How about you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've had, I had some ups and downs this week. My, uh, the beautiful Amanda had, a, uh, a, had some... Some medical stuff, but we got through it, and we're that's on the your, other side of that's that. That's your one and only mention of the beautiful Amanda. Oh, damn it. You, you I used, used it, used it already? the first minute. Damn it. I can't oh, help no. myself sometimes. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so we got through that, and, and we're doing good. Um, I, I'm feeling a lot better. It's the end of the week. It's a short week. It you feels know like that? a short week because of the Monday being a holiday. That's true. It's like throwing off my entire, um, which is cool, because tomorrow's Friday. And yeah. uh, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, and I'm taking tomorrow off. So Are it's you a really? super short week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're staying up late tonight, going to watch the... Got the rays. Got the rays. Got the rays popped. Yeah. I got a strawberry colada up in front of me. Thank you, Scott at Rev Sports. Dean is officially addicted to rays energy. But thank you I for mean, being our sponsor. He's going to tell you about that right now. Do you we? really want to know? Do I you do want to know about all the cool stuff that raises. I probably does. already do know, but I'll act like I don't know. Will you? We Cause, act like Because we usually plug this every episode. I know, I know. You know, the thing with it is, is Rays is so much different than any of the other um, brands out there. How's that? There's only 14 milligrams of sodium per can compared to like 100 plus on most of the other ones. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, you're not, you're not, that's probably why you're not dehydrating too. Yeah, because usually after energy drinks, I need a lot of water to kind of balance, balance yourself out. out. Yeah. So if you go to Rep Sports, that's mm-hmm. R E P P S P O R T S dot com, and you order Raise Energy, when put Dino in the coupon code, you'll get fifteen percent off. D E A N O. That's D E A N O in the coupon code, and you will get fifteen percent off. That's pretty sweet. And Scott Cherry over there at Raise will know. Hey, those fucking guys got us got us some customers, man. <laughs> Yeah, he'll love well, us. Try it. Try it out. Try it out. Yeah, definitely. Just, just you know, take keep it. You know, read the warning labels if you're sensitive to caffeine. Of course, uh, right. Be careful of that. Yeah, don't drink of, more like, than hard conditions. Don't drink more than maybe baby. one or two cans a day. Right. Uh, Three or four, whatever. And know. if you're out there getting sober, it is better than the alternative, which is crystal meth and cocaine. Right. I mean, so slightly, yeah, for sure. It's yeah. got electrolytes for sure. It's then. Still yeah. electrolytes. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, it's it's better than the alternative, I guess. Anyway, okay. we're gonna get to introducing our guest. And oh, this dude is awesome man yeah I've, I've known this guy for the last 10 years um and like everybody that i know that knows him thinks of thinks the world of him he's he's an amazing dude and he's got like <laughs> he's got such an amazing story he's got he's got the chemicals problems and he's got the non-chemical problems We're which i think that. is really cool and mm. then his story from the from sobriety on has been amazing too so you want to you want to introduce him? Yeah, I, I've also known him just to, almost about as long as you have. Right, just and like a year short. Yeah, and uh, he's been an instrument in both of our recoveries. Definitely. And um, yes, his name is Steve K. Thank you for coming in. Woohoo, Steve! Ooh, it's so good to see you, man. Uh, Thank you. Grateful to be here. <laughs> I really appreciate you inviting me onto the for sure the podcast. You guys are really special to me, so thank you. <laughs> 
So nice having him. Yeah, man. I'm glad this is happening. This is one of the, you're one of the first people I thought about adding on to the podcast. We were getting Both of us going. were. Yeah, we're both. Oh, dude, Steve would be great to have Steve would be this. good. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. So you were one of the first ones we thought about. Uh, how come? Why, why? <laughs> well, yes. we both went through the same program. We both had you as as uh, as somebody that we looked up to in that program, yeah. oh. and uh, over uh, you know in Glendale, one of the premier alcohol and Sob- drugs sobriety capital of the world. In, right? In, exactly, in Chris, you piece of shit. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's not Covina. He thinks it's Covina. Yeah. He always, it's, he it's comes not. in and he sends a bunch of people from Covina over here. To, anyway, yes. <laughs> but yeah, what, he was over at Gads and, and, uh, and he's just, uh, so instrumental in, in seeing what sobriety could mean in a, in a yeah. person, you know, like I, I kind of wanted, I wanted to be like you when I got sober. So, oh. and I saw that it was possible. So yeah, yeah thank similar, you for similar with me, you know, and you'll get into like, maybe if you want to talk about those, you know, what you did when recovery and stuff like that in a minute. Sure. But like you, you had a family group with me, uh, when I was like, I don't know, probably like less than 30 days sober Yeah. and I'll never forget it. Like everybody was crying and like, you know, you just held it together and like you brought out emotions out of my dad, which I hadn't seen him cry and fuck, I don't even remember how long, oh, Wow. but it was just really cool. And, it, um, not everybody can do that. Yeah. And uh, it's a special gift. So, yeah, it's a kind of magic. That's that's the magic. Yeah. I mean, some people have it. There's like three or four people that are responsible for me going in the field that I went into, and he's one of them. You're like the first guy. It was like you and Gerard. Both of you guys were really instrumental. And then, and then some other people I went to school with. But yeah. So, thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. uh, I'm honored to hear that. Yeah, it's like yeah. the Steve show right now. <laughs> <laughs> what it's going to be about yeah. you. So yeah, uh, sure. we typically start off with like stats. Um, you can do like uh, sobriety date, where you're from, kind of like upbringing and childhood, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Starting there, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy to say that uh, just this week I celebrated 22 years sober. Ooh, oh, damn. I think that might be the most time you've had on the show. That is. I was just going to say oh, I think yeah. it's record right now. That's a record. 22 yeah, years. Yeah. I, yeah. I got sober uh, June uh, 1st, 1999. Awesome. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's been 22 so you years. Haven't, you, haven't, you haven't had a drink or anything in this millennia. So that's pretty good. I, <laughs> I, I haven't. From what I understand, I am, I'm not missing anything. No, no. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the same is going on. You, you were sober for Y2K. Yeah, I was. When everybody was expected yeah. everything to crash and like the yeah. world was going to end. Or that's whatever. why he wanted to get sober and make sure he could survive. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, very gratefully sober. Um, and also, uh, one day apart, May 31st, uh, 1999 was the last day that I, I placed a bet. So, oh. <clears throat> so I've been abstinent from gambling as oh, a compulsive, wow. recovering compulsive gambler for, for 22 years. That's, that's amazing. That's really amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. That's that non-chemical addiction we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I'm really interested. You I know, mean, my father. Gambling? Holy shit. I can my see my father was good. a degenerate gambler. He, and he like, yeah. you know, he would mm-hmm. he would get paid on Fridays and nobody would see him till like, well, sometimes Saturday if he lost it all right away. But other times Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, and I always wondered about that um, because like I was always scared to gamble. So. Um, mm. I don't know. I just want to maybe get into that. What, but let's start from, let's start from the get go. We're like, where, where, where were you born? And like, how, how was your childhood? Sure. Uh, so I was born here, um, in at, Monrovia. Yeah. Not in Monrovia, <laughs> not in Monrovia, Southern California. I was born in, uh, uh, in Los Angeles at St. Vincent's 
I know where that is. St. Vincent's Hospital yeah, over on, cool. over on uh, third. Alvarado. Near That's Alvarado. Right. Yeah. Yeah. MacArthur Park area. Exactly. Yeah. Third mm-hmm. in Alvarado in uh, May 18th, 1963. So. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, so. Very cool. He just told everybody his birthday. Now we know how old he is. <laughs> yeah, everyone can send him a card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just turned 58. Hard to, hard to You believe. don't look 58, no, man. You don't. You look you great. Don't. For your age. Sobriety definitely does. I think it does. (laughs) I think the fact that you stopped 22 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't have made it to 50. I wouldn't have made it to 40 the way things were going. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So so you you were born then. Were you raised in L.A.? I was. uh, So uh, my dad is uh, Okinawan from Hawaii. Oh. And my mom uh, was uh, from Cuba. So they. Oh. I never knew that. Yeah. I knew yeah. that. He told me that one time. Man. So a uh, very, <laughs> very interesting uh, household as far as personality. You know, my father, very, oh, yeah. very low key, very mellow. And, yeah. my, and my mom, very passionate, very, uh, yeah. very excitable. Um, so very, very, uh, very unique uh, household growing up. They met in Chicago in the late fifties. Okay. Uh, my mom moved out here. My dad followed her. They they got married in nineteen sixty, and uh, I was born in sixty three, and um, grew up in East Hollywood. Actually, any, any okay. uh, siblings? Yeah, uh, I have. Uh, my mom had uh, my sister when my oldest sister when when she was very young. So my oldest sister is. Let me think about this. She she just turned eighty. Holy no crap! Way. Yeah. Okay. Like twenty two years older than you. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a big difference. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean, I I have a relationship with her, but I, but clearly I didn't grow up with her. Um, but I did grow up with my other two sisters. Uh, I have a sister who's six years older. She lives in Pasadena. Okay. Um, I have another younger sister. She's a couple years younger. She's a veterinarian uh, here in Pasadena. Uh, All right. If you, All right. Yeah, yeah. If you ever need, uh, yeah. She's at VCA a breed apart. If you ever need, uh, yeah, I use the. I, well, I have. A, I go to the VCA over on Arden. Close by oh, to yeah, where I live, yeah, yeah, but they're all over. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, very big company, uh, but um, uh, great veterinarian. Really, really close to my sisters. Uh, my father is still living. He lives in uh, Pasadena. He uh, how old's your dad? He just turned ninety-two. No Holy crap, way. man! That's yeah. awesome. Okay, and your dad was the Okinawan. He's yeah. Okinawan. Okay, yeah. and then your mom is is similar in age. Uh, she was uh, she was almost eight years older. Oh, than oh. my dad. Is yeah. she is she still so around? Is she did she pass? She passed away in two thousand ten. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Two thousand ten. She passed away in my first couple, like two or three months working at Gads. Oh, no you just started when I went through there. Yeah, yeah, I started. What? I started. As a, I thought you were a veteran. Now, <laughs> no, no, I was. I started. I started as an intern there in, okay. in uh, early 2010. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I was relatively new. New. Went, well, yeah. when you guys were there, uh, but I mean, you know, up to that point. Um, it didn't show, man, because I would have thought you would have mm-hmm. been doing it for 10 years like yeah. at that same facility. Yeah, you had like this real calm nature oh, yeah. to you. Yeah. 
I mean, you can hear it in his voice. Oh, he's smiling too. He's smiling. He smiles a lot, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the things, I, I swear to God, that's one of the things that really attracted me about certain people early in recovery, especially is they were smiling because yeah. I hadn't smiled in forever and actually meant like an actual true yeah. happiness. Not a bullshit smile. smile. Not like a bullshit a, smile. a real smile. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you know, that's interesting because, uh, I mean, certainly I've, I've always felt very grateful for, yeah. for how my life has uh, changed. Um, definitely was very grateful to be at GADS, uh, working there as a counselor. Uh, but interestingly, uh, there would be clients who would say, um, you know, they, they weren't really thrilled seeing me smile, right? Because they, oh, okay. like, right? they, were, they were, you <laughs> yeah. know, s- severely de- yeah. detoxing or they were yeah. really... really um, hurting or yeah. in a lot of pain and it would be like you know uh, they would be like what are you smiling about what's so great my life is in shambles yeah yeah, yeah i guess yeah. so so i mean i always made a point to validate that you know that, that to just to say you know this is really something that you have to look forward to this is i was certainly not like this when i was newly sober yeah yeah it i mean I, yeah it definitely is a process takes time and uh um but it's something to I mean, you guys know. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you guys know what it's like to be on this side. It's it's just a completely different, oh, man. different way of living. Just a and, yeah. And it's and it's it, it really and really it's a day at a time, man. It sounds so stupid. I mean, time does speed up. You know, as you, I'm sure you can relate. As you get more and more sober, and the yeah. older you get, time is just going faster and faster. The days are flying by, but when you have those tougher days, it like really comes down to sometimes even an hour, a minute at a time, whatever you're dealing with. No doubt. And I, I mean, I'm really in tune with that, you know, given the work that I do right? as as a therapist, uh, you know, working with newly sober people, um, I'm, you know, really in in tune with, uh, with With that time. Yeah. Yeah. That just, just the moment to moment uh, experience, you know, for people early on. When did uh, we're gonna ask? When did things take off for you? Like, when did you want to ask about the first time he drank or used? Or, um, well, he already heard you ask me to ask him, so I mean, <laughs> you can just go ahead and answer. <laughs> uh, so, um, well, I would say, you know, in junior high school, high okay. school started no, okay. started drinking, started. Um, you know, smoking marijuana. Uh, that was pretty much the only stuff that was around at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but you know, drank pretty pretty heavily. Um, smoked a lot of dope. Even in junior more, high and high school. More more so in high school. Okay, but but yeah. Uh, How about the family? Was the family? Was there any chemical stuff in the family yeah. or no? Um. I would say that my my dad had a he was a heavy drinker, you mm-hmm. know. In fact, it jeopardized their marriage uh, when early on after he got married, he started you know going to the bars, hanging out with his friends and stuff. Uh, right. And my mom had already been in a relationship with someone who was alcoholic and a gambler. As much, <coughs> Excuse me. Fact. Sorry, okay. I just tripped around the wrong tube there. <laughs> And uh, so she told him, you know, I've been through this and I'm not going to go through this again. So, Smart. I mean, but, you know, to his credit, he um, he didn't get sober. I mean, he didn't stop drinking, but but certainly he he stopped hanging out with his friends. Uh, you know, he was pretty responsible to drink like, you know, like a, yeah. a sane, normal person. Right. Right. Unlike us. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, did. Early he had a stop button. 
Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's you know someone who could leave half a beer. On yeah. Him. When you when you look uh, back at like your early drinking and using, like, could you could now um, can you pinpoint like alcoholic behavior even like at such a young age in like high school adolescence? Oh yeah, certainly. I mean that that you know for for most people they take a drink and it's like oh you know yeah, but you know for me I took a drink and it was like. Yeah, like the fireworks go yeah. off over your head. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, now I can deal with my feelings and everything, my, right? My sensitivities and my, you know, overthinking. And it just mm. shut, shut all that off. You know? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Uh, partied a lot in high school. Um, but I want to say that it only became. Uh, alcoholic after in my mid twenties because okay. and it, and it really coincided with uh, my gambling addiction. Okay, so did you go to did after high school? Did you go to college or no? I did briefly. Um, okay, but um, I didn't really pursue it. Uh, I um, got a job working for LA Unified School District. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty pretty well paying job, pretty secure, um, and I ended up there from twenty one, so nineteen eighty four, and then I was there through. I was there for twenty four years. Wow! What? Yeah, yeah. So that's like right before you came to Gads. Yeah, I was gonna say that was right, right before you came to Gads. Right. So what the hell? I mean, uh, this whole secret life, Steve, you hid from us. <laughs> so, so it's jumping around a little bit, but but I'll say in two thousand eight, um, yeah. I was with my future wife, um, and uh, at my job, you know, that I'd been at for twenty four years with the district, and um, it was just I was just really burned out. It was uh, not a good situation. Um, and my wife saw that. She said, you know, I just really don't want to see you coming home like this every day. Just really tired. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't uh, uh, angry or I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, short-tempered with her. I was just very, very tired and very... Um, How long were you with her at this point? Um, wow, that was less than a year. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. And you, yeah. were, you were about nine years sober at this point. I was, and this, this, so the, the job was kind of just tearing. She, she could see it in you. It was eating. See. It was eating up at you alive, and you needed to make a change. It was. It really was. And um, so she said, you know, and you have to remember, like you remember, two thousand eight wasn't a good time to leave. A, yeah, I know. It was no a really way. no way to, yeah, to leave a job. Everything yeah. was the economy recession was and crashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to her credit, and I'll always love her for this. She said, "We'll figure it out," you know. Hmm. But you can't be. You can't live like this. You didn't go through all the things you went through to be living your life this way, unfulfilled in your wow. work, you know. And uh, what a woman! Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. She's fantastic. And um, and I want to say, of course, my wife would have had absolutely nothing to do with me while I was drinking and using and gambling. I mean, I would, have, yeah. you know, I would never have been able to to have an opportunity to have a relationship mm-hmm. with someone like that. You right. Know? Right. Um, so another benefit of being sober, of course. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, you just meet people who are just, uh, on the same path, you know, who are trying to develop more, uh, self-awareness, just 
live live a better life i'm striving for for happiness and meaning mm-hmm. and fulfillment you know so yeah yeah so she saw that that wasn't happening for me so she said we'll figure it out but you have to leave so so i did i i, I did i left my job um i went to school i went to glendale community college and enrolled in the gcc al- in the house that's yeah. right <laughs> enrolled in the alcohol and drug studies program okay got an alumni right here yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. They, 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 you, you went there. Yeah, you, yeah, that's where I went. Az- Azad went, I went there. there. Yeah, this is a pretty. This is, I've heard this is a good, great place to, le- to learn this. It's a great program. It's crazy. It, it is. It really is. I yeah. really learned a lot there. It was uh, a real good foundation for yeah. me, and it was a really good place to return to school as an older adult. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah. And, and one thing I really want to say is um, that I really loved during my time there was. You know, sometimes young people mm-hmm. uh, get um, maligned, you know, as, as being uh, entitled or um, right. self-centered. Right. The younger students, you know, the 18, 20, 21-year-old mm-hmm. kids were so cool. Yeah. They were really, really a joy to, 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 to learn with. And, That's uh, awesome. Yeah. 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 They're, like half, they're like half your age at this point, maybe even a little less, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. yeah, no, they were super respectful. They had a lot of questions as far as, you know, what, what my experiences were. Yeah, I always feel like if you have that attitude going in, you have that about the, the about the younger kids that, that you're going to get what you think about them because you're totally. putting you're putting that out there. So, like, you know, if you go in there with the right attitude and you you're open, they're open too. you know, they're open books, maybe like cause they're, they're there to learn most of them. Maybe, yeah, not all. Maybe not all. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there to learn in G- when I went to GCC <laughs> right uh, after high school. I was there to, uh, I, went, I, I don't think I even passed any of my classes. You... I don't know what I was there for. <laughs> yeah. I went there, I went to I went high to class on meth one time. It didn't go very well. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was my experience. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, you know, they're not everyone there is yeah, going exactly. to be completely into it. But, uh, but yeah, um, uh, the young people were really great to, to, spend time with i it really gave me a real real appreciation for them and you know um it set me up too for when i started at gads and started working with younger people Uh, there you go just 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 having a lot of openness to to their experiences and what they were going through um you know people know when you respect them right they yeah they can feel when when you have you know respect for them and love for them uh, that's true they know when you don't too yeah. right you know yeah so so a lot of that i think um uh was really helpful as far as going into counseling so even right from gads you're you're prepared uh, right from um gcc you're prepared to go right into gads and start actually like holding groups and stuff uh yeah so i was there uh i mean i wouldn't recommend this but i took like 55 units in my first year <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so, <laughs> you went crazy. So what, what's the normal amount Oh, well, it's 12, right. 12 units a semester usually. So it's 24. And then maybe in the summer, you might get an extra three or six or wow. something. So you were so like, he, he, you fucking you would have to the wall the whole time. Yeah, but that's like good uh, alcoholic. Totally right? alcoholic. <laughs> Overachieving. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, I got to, right? <laughs> just no patience, you know? Yeah. Side yeah. note, first group I ever did, uh, Steve gave me the opportunity to lead the first group over at Gads when I was an intern there. So, oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Some a little bit more more background. Okay. That's cool. Um, well, I mean, 
and Gads doesn't really do, didn't really, and unfortunately, I have to say, didn't now, because mm, uh, they're Past dearly departed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they <sighs> yeah. really weren't. Um, they wanted interns to more just observe, but I mean, yeah, I but yeah, I mean, you're so skilled. I mean, you're so, uh, so insightful and knowledgeable. I mean, why not? You know, yeah. it would be, thank you. Yeah. It would be, um, yeah, it would be to the detriment of the program to have you just sitting there. You wow. know? Just so, kind of absorbing and listening and might not be hands on. Yeah, I did that for like a whole, yeah. so, whole semester where I didn't, I didn't. And then I remember I went into a group with him and he's like, you know what? I want you to lead this one. So that's kind of cool. So that's part of the course you guys take at GCC is we actually intern at an actual facility. You have to put in a certain amount of hours. And, yeah. Is, it like, is that like how many hours do you guys remember? Uh, I think it's something mm. like 500 hours or 200 pretty, hours or something crazy. Cool, like man. That. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's and no better place to do it. Right? Yeah. And no better person to do it because. We're going to go back to your experience <laughs> at some point. I'm yeah. leading, I'm leading it back. Are I'm you? leading it back. But an, an addict alcoholic like himself who understands where most of these people come from, if not exactly, um, can relate and then has so- sober experience at this point, you know, having 13 years or 12 years, something like that coming into gas. You know, that's true. Although I want to say that um, yeah. there are some concerns about people who are in recovery who are, are, counseling oh okay yeah so maybe uh, not maybe not recommended no no, no i think it, no i think it it's is just um, it's it, i think some of the challenges can be right like if i have a program that worked for me you okay. think i yeah i might want to and uh, oh i get you okay and if you see them doing it differently you're like you it's so easy to go no 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 you're fucking it all up don't no you got to do it this way and the, maybe, the, maybe that's where you separate the treatment and program aspect of it Right. Well, I mean, but even you can look at different people's program and there's there's 20 different paths to the same goal. You know what I mean? Like you may focus more on journaling and someone else may focus on sobriety, uh, you know, service, whatever. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So I see. And I see your point. So you can you you can kind of be too gung ho about your own personal experience. Yeah. And that'll steer in the way of their own. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it can can certainly color your your perception of what what someone is going through and what they may need. You know, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I love Alcoholics Anonymous. I love Gamblers Anonymous uh, for what it's done for me. Right. And continues to do. Uh, But I mean, I, I have to acknowledge that it's not the only thing that the only outlet. Yeah. yeah, it's not the only thing that allows people to to thrive being very true. Sober. Very true. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've I've come more. I I used to be very close minded, in in a sense to like other programs because I was so adamant about Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Me but for my own personal. You know, you, you get experience. older, you open. I mean, you start seeing things, and you open your mind up a little bit for them. And like, yeah, I mean, I remember the first time I went into a meeting, and I was like, these people are stupid. Like, right, you know, like they're right. retarded. They're like being brainwashed. I, all the things that anything I could have said, but you know, you, you actually open your ears and you just look mm-hmm. at the things. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to the story. Back let's get let's story. get back to work. Yeah, so you I, said, oh, al- geez, man. you said your alcoholism started picking up in your twenties. So like around what, twenty yeah. mid twenties, twenty five. Yeah. So, okay. um, I, I mean, my drinking has never been. <laughs> It's never been healthy. I mean, it's it's it, it was always a, <laughs> yeah. it was always uh, it was always a he wasn't a healthy drinker. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I always I always <laughs> drank excessively, but it really didn't escalate until I started gambling compulsively, which was in uh, well, I'll tell you. So I got sober and stopped gambling in 1999, and I okay. and 
it started in 1990. So I, I really don't remember the oh 1990s. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I'm told I didn't miss much, but... Yeah. OJ... Uh, um, that was all yeah, I, I was at Ace I, Ventura. Uh, no, I was at Hollywood Park <laughs> Racetrack when the the white Bronco chase went on. I, I, I was <laughs> really. At, I was in yeah. elementary school, fifth grade. Oh, I'll never forget. That's it. so sad. Oh, man. <laughs> you, everybody remembers kind of what they were doing when that was all going you, down. That you know, was the I, biggest news story, and it was. It was huge. Now, let's get back to this. So you forgot. I, I, I got a question. Go though. ahead. Question. Okay. My, my big question is this: is for the audience and for myself too. You said um, when I started my compulsive gambling. So, like, can you can you describe what the difference is for the for our viewers or listeners? Uh, you mean between like, between just like regular gambling and what what do, what do you consider compulsive? Oh, sure. I mean, it's very similar to drinking or drugs or you know where you can't stop. I mean. Um, you know, recreational gambling, you know, people go to Las Vegas and they'll have a set amount of money that they'll play with. And uh, I mean, although in Las Vegas, it is an environment where maybe people overindulge, but, you know, um, the free the, drinks don't help. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime someone's giving me something for free, I got to like <laughs> put my hand on my wallet, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, uh, but yeah, it's the same thing. Just not being able to stop you're just so like you could win like a hundred thousand dollars and and you're not going to take your money and go party you're going to like stay there and continue yeah so for example uh only a compulsive gambler can take which which they do often <clears throat> can take uh five hundred dollars and turn it into forty thousand Right. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean only a compulsive gambler can do that because anyone else would say five hundred i got 800 i'm like thrilled i'm i'm done yeah yeah you know but a compulsive gambler will continue to just keep pushing and pushing and just pressing and um and then of course eventually lose all of it can i ask you more specifically just because i'm I'm intrigued because i don't get we don't get to be compulsive gamblers on the on the show or haven't yet but do you, do you did you have a game that was your game was it blackjack was it texas hold'em was it Probably not slots because you really can't win money on slots and rely on that. But people, uh, people do. People do like randomly, but I mean, oh well, there are certainly slot people who are addicted to slot sure. machines, and and it, slot machines are designed for oh, that. Yeah, for addiction. The lights, the sounds, yeah, all of it. There's a lot of psychology there's, that goes into. There's it. like a gender thing, right? With the with the slots, isn't it gender? Is very it more good, like women? Very good. Yeah. No, there oh, is. Uh, interesting. So there are generally two types of gamblers. Uh, Action gamblers, which are, you know, blackjack, horse racing, mm. uh, poker, sports betting, sports betting. Mm. Um, mostly males mm-hmm. uh, are ac- action gamblers, mostly male. Uh, and then there are escape gamblers, which are your more hypnotic type of mm. uh, gambling uh, like, slot machines. Right. And more isolated, more solitary. Just like um, moving your hands. Too. You don't got to do oh, anything. Yeah, you just yeah. got to hit a button. And just, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and you know, it's m- more of an escape in terms of just I'm sure. sitting in front of the machine and everything just kind of melts Happens. away. Yeah. You know, you don't want to interact with anyone else. You, you're basically in your own, in your world. own fantasy world. Yeah. And so what kind of gambler were you? 
So I really loved horse racing. So you were no an action. Way. You were using the action. That was, that was your go-to horse racing. I loved horse racing. Although oh. I mean, I gambled at the local casinos here. On uh, at that time, there was a. Now there's a at the local casinos. There's a uh, a game called baccarat. That, that that's I know what that is. Yeah, it's yeah. very 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 uh, popular. Um, they have scores of tables at the local casinos, Commerce Casino, yep. Bicycle Club, yeah. Land Gardens. Uh, but at that time, it was called Pan Nine, and then uh, like kind of like a crack cocaine of gambling. <laughs> uh, very fa- very fast, very large sums of money. Um, so I did a lot of that. I did a lot of horse racing. I I really didn't need. To Were go- your odds better also of, at winning with with horse uh, horse, uh, horse horse racing gambling as opposed to other things? Uh, well, I mean, it, or that didn't matter. Maybe the odds didn't matter. It was just something that just kind of drew you towards it. Yeah, it really did. It, I just loved the the experience of. Okay, it. yeah, and that's part of like that's part of like drinking and using. Generally speaking, like the ritual of doing everything, the whole experience kind of feeds into the overall addiction, right? It it does. It, it does for sure. Um, I mean, I I. I did gamble on other stuff too, right. uh, like I said, pan nine, blackjack, uh, poker, sports betting. But if I had one, yeah, place that I could go and, <laughs> and just get completely trashed. And, Come on, little Tony, or whatever the, whatever the horse's name, or you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, the the personalities at the racetrack are. I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? They're, oh, they're, I mean, you've got a lot of mental illness. You've got a lot of. <laughs> it feels like Venice at times. It does. It yeah, feels the, like the, Venice the, Boardwalk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, yeah. It's, and, and that's so, that's so cool because like it's, it's, it's wow. Cause that, that's what draws you towards it. Like it's exciting. Like people like, it's like going to a bar and you see like, oh, that's, you know, the dude that's always here and he's an interesting character and he's there and. Yeah. Although so, I, although I, I did primarily do it alone, you know. Okay. Okay. Just, so there's isolation involved with um, gambling. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. Totally. I mean, you know, it depends on the game, but right. But, but yeah, a lot of times people are mm. are doing it in isolation. Do you have any specific stories of like um, wild stories, like any like any law trouble or like legal trouble or anything, or any crazy stories you want to pinpoint where drugs and gambling fused together and. It was a wild experience. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there are so, so many. Uh, I mean, I can share a couple of experiences. Uh, Let's hear some of that. Well, I'll tell you, I I was so out of my mind. You know, Hollywood Park uh, was on um, in Inglewood down on Century and Prairie. and uh, not a good neighborhood. Right. No. And because I kind of know where that is. Yeah. Because of my gambling, I, I, <laughs> I, I'd lost my car. So, I mean, I didn't have any transportation. Uh, I would go down there. Who needs a car for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who needs a car, right? Uh, yeah. And I would lose two, three in the morning. I would leave totally broke and walk home. Okay. So, I would walk home. I would walk down Century to Normandy. And walk from Century in Normandy all the way up to Hollywood. And, <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's a long walk. Yeah, and I mean, and you're going through some very how many miles? Question. It's probably were, miles. It's only were, like ten miles Steve, only. I can just pay for you just trucking along the sidewalk just on a mission. Oh yeah, when you know, I, 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 you know, I mean, 
when you're at a place where your life is so uh, so out of control, you have really no value for yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I remember walking by and a guy came up to me and said, "I am not going to mess with you." I said, "Really? Why?" He goes, "You." have got to be insane to be walking down this street at this time of night. Something is oh wrong with God. you. Oh, my God. You're like, you're walking in these areas like late at night? <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, 2 yeah, in the morning yeah. or like something. The, the, you know? this, okay, the kind of areas, everybody, that's probably where the when, when the sun goes down, the businesses close and everything's boarded up. Yeah, and, oh, the, yeah, yeah. Well, and they have like chain link that and goes I've up in front of the business. been businesses. to those areas. Yeah. For, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's just a, just very depressed and very yeah. economically depressed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Areas. I know, and, I know and, the areas, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, one time I went out there. I went out there when it was super busy. Mm-hmm. I had a car at this time. And I was parked because it was crowded. I parked way out, uh, you know, far far from the, the racetrack in the casino. And I left again early in the morning. Um, and I probably won several thousand dollars and lost it and left broke, as always. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm walking out there. My car is the only car out there. I'm walking, walking. I get up to it and I have a flat tire. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, man. You know, and I don't have a spare, of course. You no, know. you don't have any money. You've already used that. No, I don't have any money. Did you money. have AAA? I have, <laughs> I, have, I have nothing. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. And so I'm just sitting in the car. I'm like, what are, you know, what am I going to do? I might have had Fix-A-Flat, though. I always did try to keep Fix-A-Flat. Those little cans? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. And then, and then a guy comes up on me. He's up on my up on the window, and he's got a gun, and he's pointing at me. He goes, "Give me all your money." He said, "I saw you winning tonight. I want the money." I said, "Man, I I lost it all. I haven't got. I have nothing. I lost everything." He goes, "No, nah, I don't believe you. If you don't give me the money, I'm going to blow your brains out." Oh my gosh! And uh, I told him. I said, "I just sat there for a second and." I just told him, I said, man, you know, you'll be doing me a big favor if you do this. So if you oh, do, wow. so either do it or do it or leave. Because That's crazy. Because, I'm tired of talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Because, because I'm broke. I have a flat tire. I'm drunk. And, you know. I'm not feeling this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, of course, he just took off. Now, was that, was that, was that near the end of, like, your... You're like um, your career gambling and or is that kind of still like you still had some years to go after that? I was probably in the somewhere in the middle. Wow. Wow. You know, my last day of drinking and gambling. uh, Well, I'll tell you. So my last day of gambling was no different than thousands before. Hmm. But just cumulatively, it had just taken such a crushing toll um, that the thought of doing it again, I just couldn't couldn't think of think of doing it again i was mm. either make another better or like kill myself it was just so mm. desperate um so i i really do feel like i you know got a spiritual reprieve there and i yeah I, so i did i did stop but the next day i got you know i mean i wasn't a, a classy drinker i mean i probably think i think i got like a like a laser malt liquor, forty and uh, and uh, it's like King Cobra was like uh, that. That was laser a, the, malt the, liquor. The, yeah, well, like uh, that's the next shelf up is King Cobra. So that's how far down you have to oh you have to reach God. to get the laser. Oh yeah, it, it, like, it, it has to be like it's like still reserve. 
It has it's to be worse. Way worse. worse. Than, it's it's like still two, Reserve is pretty bad. It's two, two layers below Still oh Reserve. Oh, my God. I couldn't think of getting any worse than Still Reserve. <laughs> pretty bad. Uh, they always tasted different, too. It was always it's like, like a mad weird. Dog. It's Mad Dog level. It had, dog. To, it had to be like close to freezing cold too, because you couldn't really drink, drink it. Drink it otherwise. No, no. Because <laughs> then you taste everything else that's in it. Uh, <laughs> it's so horrible. Yeah, man. yeah. So that was the, that, and probably a half pint of Jim Beam. That was my. Those oh, were my last uh, couple of things. My last drink. So based on that, it's clear that it's a good good thing that I stopped drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the next day I got totally drunk and, and mm-hmm. but you know, I was sitting and I was living in my parents' garage at that time. Yeah, the garage the life. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. doing that too. Yeah. We have that in common. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start asking that as a question when people come in to get evaluated. I'm like, uh, are you living in a garage, your parents' garage? Yeah. If they say yes, garage. it's more than likely they're we'll an alcoholic. reference the Metallic album, the garage, <laughs> the garage Days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bad times for sure. Was that like your little, that was like, so you, did, was that by choice? Or is that because that's the only place they let you stay? Uh... By choice. Well, maybe maybe I should say like so. You your parents. What's a good idea to bring up? So along all this, your parents were they enabling your behavior? Were they did they did they know about it? Like what were they doing? Uh, they did. Okay, they did. I mean, they were only enabling up to a point. I mean, I I wasn't getting any money from them. Mm. Um, I mean, initially, yeah. I mean, they bailed me out. You know, that's the thing about gambling is you know you can. Mm. I remember talking to someone. um, I mean, people, by the way, they can lose their 401k in a month. They can lose all the equity in their home in a week. Yeah. You know, there is no overdose. Whatever you have, you can give away. Yeah, you can blow. I mean, it, it's, um, yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's just demoralizing. Your, yeah, yeah your, your, your bets just continue to get bigger and bigger. It, they don't really have any real world value, you know. The, mm-hmm. The, the the money with within that context um but you know initially they they did enable quite a bit mm-hmm. um i mean if if you want to say that them allowing me to live in the garage was enabling yeah they did to to a, to a degree right um but i mean it was all bad right because sure. you know family gatherings uh you you know how it is. You don't want to go. I mean, it's like, yeah. what am I going to say, right? So, family, <laughs> the family all gets together. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, well, I'm drunk and high every day. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I, can't I can't stop gambling. I can't hold a penny. I'm, wow. I'm, yeah. Every day is like, I'm hungover and want to kill myself. It sounds like a winning streak. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, what do you, what what do you yeah, if like your uncle whoever asks you how you're doing, what are you going to tell back to that person? Yeah. You know what? It got to a point, of course, where they wouldn't ask because it was just. They knew. Yeah, yeah, they knew. It was just, it was a mess. Completely right. Step one, you know, totally unmanageable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, powerless, powerless over my, my gambling and drinking and using. Uh, but, um, but yeah, that I had my last day of drinking. I just was slumped against my bed and, you know, I, I don't know what happened, man, but, but I just said, I'm not going to be able to. To stop gambling if I continue to do this. Hmm. So well, you connected them. I did, and in uh, the next day, I mean, and in the net for the next, I mean, it was quite a few, quite a long time actually, where I was going to, I don't know, ten meetings a week for mm-hmm. sure at least. Wow, you know, wow. from from both programs, <clears throat> um, and um, 
you know, things, things started to get better, of course. Sure. You know. Dove into the uh, program, like kind of head, head first, I guess. Is there like a, is there a withdrawal from, from, uh, from gambling? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's certainly irritability, uh, uh, restlessness, uh, insomnia. Um, wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you know, gambling is the only process addiction that's included with substances as far as, uh, Mm. Um, a disorder right right you know, on the dsm yeah yeah uh it's the only <clears> one uh because of a lot of research that's been done that 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 demonstrates that it it you know it mimics like the same thing as cocaine right that's what i've heard at least for, for sure the you dopamine know, drop. Yeah. exactly yeah. Your, your, your dopamine um uh dopaminergic system mm-hmm. um in fact there there are uh drugs that that are dopamine agonists that can create within people a uh, uh, compulsion to gamble when they've never had one their whole life. Yeah, that's I've, I've read a little bit about that. Like, there's some certain drugs that are like what, like uh, Parkinson's drugs or right, exactly. epileptic. Uh, exactly, Parkinson's mir- hmm. Mirapax. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are other drugs too that have that you know they've had to. There have been. Uh, class action suits where they've had to pay huge sums of money to people who developed a gambling disorder. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so let me ask you. So in when you talk about gambling addiction, like so for you to be clean, I mean, does this go to like the extent of like, oh, I bet I could beat you down to the store or something like that? I mean, like, is it how how far does that go? That's a great question, because uh Right, like for drugs and alcohol, you know what it is. Yeah, right? you put it's, that in your body, you really get the result, right? It, yeah. Exactly. You're, you're, yeah, you're not sober, right? Right. I right. mean, so, um, so, but but with gambling, you know, it can be a little bit more. Uh, yeah, dicey. Good, good pun. I didn't even mean. Did you you didn't realize you were saying it? No, you could have totally taken credit. I know I could have, whatever. But oh yeah, I mean, you know, I like. So I don't play cards. I, I don't, you know, flip. Like not even like go fish or anything like that. No, Ooh, no. no, I don't. I don't even say like, uh, oh, I'll bet that was hard. Oh, or you won't even say the word bet in your normal language. I, I won't. I mean, I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll say like, oh, I imagine that was really. Hard. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Hey, whatever. If you have yeah. to remove a word out of your like normal Afraid, vocabulary. Man, for years, I wouldn't even drink that. I wouldn't even have like barbecue sauce that have Jack Daniels flavored in it. And just because I'm like, why do I need to remind myself of it? I didn't have, so I, understand. I didn't have beer battered onion rings because I thought that yeah. I was going to get drunk until like five years in. I realized, that's oh, yeah, true. they cook away all the alcohol. Like they're not going to have that's, anything that's happen. That's not smart. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. I did feel kind of weird after <laughs> I had this. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, so I kind of uh, understand what you're talking about right there. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as, uh, well, I could tell you like for Gamblers Anonymous, the, the definition of gambling is... Uh, any betting or wagering for self or others, whether for money or not, whether oh. no matter how slight or insignificant, where the outcome depends upon chance or skill, that mm. con- it constitutes gambling. So, you know, no, uh, no betting for money or not, you know? Wow. Um, yeah. Not even like a gentleman's bet. No. No. Interesting. No. I didn't know it went that far. Yeah. yeah. And it, but it, it does make sense, though, now yeah. that you're putting it into, into Because it starts off just like anything else. It's, it's little increments. Like, yeah. Right. It's a, why, you know, why take a chance on, yeah. on, you know, 
something happening, right? Yeah, like drink, drinking near beer. It's like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. I can drink a near beer. Yeah, you could, but then what tastes better than near beer? Beer, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I never when saw I drink- the point in that. Yeah. yeah, I never yeah. understood drinking old duels. Like, what do you, what do you? Oh, well, when I drank old duels, when I was like trying, like my eight hundred and fifty fifth attempt to <laughs> yeah. to make it work. I, oh, so you did try to quit a bunch of times. Oh, oh yeah. Sure there was a oh, lot of... I tried because I mean it escalated so quickly that you know I tried. To, I, I went to AA and to Gamblers Anonymous uh, probably within couple of maybe within a year or two wow oh. and so and during that whole time it, i couldn't get it over that let's say eight years i mm-hmm. couldn't put together two weeks wow of sobriety wow. or abstinence from gambling so yeah i mean i definitely tried a lot um, wow and when i tried the odul's uh you know, si- system. <laughs> yeah, I started drinking one or two, and then I I was was drinking like fifty five. You know? Oh man, <laughs> it's like you know, uh, yeah. just crazy. Yeah, right, because it has like half a percent or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? like so, maybe I can drink get a, twenty beers. Maybe I can catch a buzz, buzz off yeah. of twenty beers. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, you it's can't like afford a, to drink that many. No, it's like we're told, you know, non-alcoholic oh beers for non-alcoholics. You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I never heard that. That's actually great. And I know some people that actually do drink the old duels. I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand the, the, the alcohol zero. Yeah. That the, the, the do that. And I'm not going to say anybody who was, but I, I don't understand. Jimmy. No, just kidding. Um, I don't understand <laughs> like, like why I don't, I didn't drink for the taste of the beer, especially something like I've had old duels before, you know, before sobriety and it doesn't taste all that great. What, is I it know. really that like what like I'll just have like a LaCroix or something like if it's the carbonation I'm going to drink like a LaCroix or like a sparkling uh-huh. water. It does right. the same thing in my head like like uh-huh. if, I, if that's like what I like is one of the addictive things I like is the carbonation. I'm going to drink that. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I guess. It's like I, uh-huh. I'm also like I'm also like that with coffee. Like I don't love the co- the taste of coffee so much where I'll drink decaf coffee. Really? Yeah, I love decaf. I mean, I love coffee, the flavor. Also. Yeah, I mean, I, I can go without like coffee if it's like non-caffeinated. I like you know, I drink it for the effect sometimes too with that because okay. I need it. But okay, this is an, it's just an example. So, yeah, but you uh, know, you can do raise energy if you need. It. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, you know, I think the challenging part is the ritual of drinking yoduels. You know, of course, it's it's, it's your totally yeah. Just the holding the bottle and the, yeah. the whole thing. It's and and the you know, it tastes terrible, but it's <laughs> it's beer ish. You know, yeah, beer ish. It's just true. like why I don't. It's I never true. get it. I've yeah. never gotten that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, maybe people can do it and not. Yeah. End up drinking. I mean, I I, I can't say that 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 you know. Yeah. That they can't. Right. But just personally, yeah, it doesn't work. So with the chemicals, when you were using the chemicals, were you were you a daily or was it a binge thing or is just when you were, it was with gambling or like how was how did you do? So oh yeah, so definitely so the alcoholism progressed because I was in so much pain because of the gambling. I started drinking heavier and heavier and mm-hmm. uh, um, it's like a coping mechanism. Yeah, and because I was broke, it was cheap. So you know, right. I was drinking Cisco and Laser. Oh my God, yeah. Cisco! Oh. Yeah, Mad yeah. Dog, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, just the your fortified wines. Yeah, <laughs> your fortified wines. Yeah. Classy drinker over here. Yeah, 
you know, you, what you, into. you do you do what you have to do. Yeah. So you had that spiritual, you kind of talked about like some kind of divine intervention, whatever you call the moment of clarity. You said like spirit, you said something about spirituality. You, I believe it. Did you ask my question? No, but I'm not yet. Not oh, yet. It's okay. not quite your question. Okay. This is what got him into the room. So, <laughs> okay. so you went right into what you mentioned was Alcoholics Anonymous and Gamblers Anonymous. And I, you work in dual programs. I did. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, let me just say. Sure. Th- just quickly before that, that was Memorial Day weekend, 1999. The week before I had spent in acute psychiatric ward at Cedars-Sinai at Thalians. It's no longer there, but I was, yeah, I mean, I, I I mean, we're talking like cuckoo's nest time. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. really, really acute. Wow. Highly acute. And, uh, but I talked my way out of there and then I stole some money and just had one more run, and then that was know, that. Gratefully, that was it. Yeah, Jeez. thank God. But yeah, yeah, no, I definitely had to immerse myself in. In, I needed help, you know, yeah. and I needed this help. The mm-hmm. I, identification, the accountability, the support, the that you know, the twelve step programs provided. For did me. Did you go through a rehab at all, or do you just do it through the through the groups through the meetings? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I oh, just, okay. I, I, I would have, honestly. Yeah. I, when I went to Cedars Sinai, that's what I was looking for. Oh. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was really looking for a program, but I mean, I didn't, I really didn't know where to go. And was, avail- I, was availability for programs like less back in the late 90s? I know it's probably been a lot <laughs> easier to get into a program in the last 20 years, but like. Uh, I don't think so. I think, okay. I think, I, think, I think there was still. You know, there was a lot of accessibility to, to treatment facilities then. I just really didn't know where to go. And I would have gone. I absolutely would have gone because, you know, I I was a complete, completely lost and devastated. You know, I was completely, yeah. completely uh, um, heartbroken and desperate, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what you need to be to get to actually get it, I think. So started getting honest with yourself. You said accountability. So started like, what was the first yeah. like accountable action you think you can remember taking other than, you know, maybe, yeah. What was it? Okay. How about with, uh, can you let him answer? You get your answer? I have a better, I have a better question. Cause I, I, first accountability <laughs> would be going to meetings. That's like the first thing, right? And okay. just asking for help. Totally. Yeah. And then like, what's like the first like adult. I like this question. What's the first adult thing you did? being sober like the first big adult decision you made you can mm. recall uh well i would say uh finding a very skilled and knowledgeable therapist okay awesome yeah. wow that's good yeah. advice so i did that okay. i and, and that was extremely helpful i mean what were you looking for i was I was looking for, <laughs> I was looking for someone in my insurance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in your network. <laughs> but I mean, were you looking for somebody that was like maybe a gambling specialist or something like that? If I would have, I, I wouldn't have found anyone because yeah. there, at that time there there were very very few. Okay. Uh, there was Doctor Richard Rosenthal in Beverly Hills, who's a fantastic psychiatrist and who I'm you know very close to now. Uh, but oh, other other than awesome. that, there's there's there wasn't someone, um, but I did find someone who was, you know, knowledgeable in, in addiction and, uh, um, his approach was cognitive behavioral, which was good for me at that time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, because my thinking was completely distorted. My, my, which is why, right. You know, you need a sponsor when you're working the step. I'll tell you like my, when I saw the steps again, uh, like my first uh, couple of weeks, I was like, I need to make amends. I need to go pay off the guy that I owe at the casino. And I need to, to apologize to my ex-girlfriend that I was stalking. <laughs> God, so right. you just basically wanted to like re- repair those relationships so I could reuse them again. Exa- exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> ex girlfriend that I was stalking. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, my, 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 you know, you know how it is. That, which is why I want to say, you know, sometimes it's very easy to see someone who's newly sober and say, oh my gosh, you know, what's, mm. what's going on here? It's so easy yeah. to forget what it, it's, where your head is at you know yeah. it's like been so crazy for so long you know it's easy easy to forget that that you know people are completely just i you know and i think that sometimes they they don't even that like I, I remember going through my first uh step with somebody with my sponsor and like t- telling him about the stuff that had been going on for like the la- the last couple years and I'm like, I'm saying the words and I'm like, this is what happened. And I'm like, I can't believe that this is like 30 or 60 days in. I'm like, I can't believe that's me that went through all that. Like, I, it was even hard for me to believe, you know, it's like, shit, man. Like, I really did that. Uh, even 60 days in or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm already like seeing things, the world a little more clearly again, going, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's right. Like, uh, you, you, you know, you're when you're doing it, you're the <laughs> Completely out of touch with what what's happening, right? You know, like they say, right? Came, came to, came to believe, right? 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 Yeah. yeah. So you know that coming to process is, yeah, you know, pretty heavy. It so is. You um, did you get through your steps pretty quickly? Like, are you done with your twelve steps in the first year of sobriety? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like maybe I could have been a little bit more thorough. Uh, yeah, but I mean, since then I've, I've been able to, to, to brush do it. up. Yeah. I, I feel like everybody says that everyone says, yeah, yeah I got experience. through it. I got, I got through it. It was it, my first time, yeah. but the second time was much better. But you I, know? Think, like, I think, I think that's because you just haven't thought of everything. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe sometimes people, people will just sit there and really think it out. But like, yeah. I've had stuff pop into my head in five, six years sober. I'm like, holy crap. Like I own amends for that too. Like, oh right. my God, I totally forgot about it. Like. Uh, yeah. Uh, absolutely and th- there's a reason for that you know you're what if what if you're what if you had to think about all of the things that you did mm-hmm. all at once all at once i yeah. mean it's your your body it's is really like, it's <laughs> protecting you right yeah now. yeah probably it's just gives you a top 10 list that's it. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Make amends to my mom, the family, yeah. you know, the, the ex employer or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I think, uh, uh, but I mean, it's good to, so many people do have a lot of, um, uh, you know, they're, they're, they don't, especially when they get to step four, right? You know, it's yeah. Like they don't really want to do their inventory. The action, these are the action steps, really, like the, well, Kind of, right? Four, four is the big one. Everyone like gets big, a, a lot big of people, action step. Yeah, everyone gets through three. I mean, not everyone. A lot of people get through those first three real quick, and you get to four, and it's like, oh, oh when are you going to have it ready? And, oh, in a week, and then you come back in a week. Ah, yeah, 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 another week, yeah, another week, yeah. another week, next month. Yeah. Yep. And, so then, and then if that's not there, I mean, 
the willingness isn't there, then you just kind of whatever, pray for it. Hopefully it comes. I don't know. I always feel like people like for, for, you know, if you can get them in a workshop because it feels so overwhelming, like kind of like what you're saying, it's like your body doesn't want to let go of it because it's just, it's like, Oh my God, I got so much to think about. But the so, minute you do like, so you had, did you, with your sponsor, did you have to get rid of deep, dark secrets? And if you did have those, did it, what, what was the feeling you got from that? Oh, like getting those out into the into the open. With oh, for sh- oh, for sure. And I want to say more so with uh, my GA sponsor because, I mean, the things that you do behind gambling. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. The, the, the just the, the the diabolical nature of it. Oh, you know what you you you'll do anything to get the money to gamble. Yeah. yeah. You know, you literally almost anything right yeah um so there was a lot of shame of course a lot of shame and it's funny like i've been fooled by gamblers before and like a drug addict can ask me for money 10 different ways to sunday and i won't i won't give it to him but like a gambler can still fool me i don't know what it is about their eyes they're fucking great actors man did you you wear sunglasses when you go to poker tables Are you one of those guys who are in the shades? <laughs> you know, when I played poker, they would it would be packed, and they would part like the Red Sea to have me sit down because I was drunk out of my mind, <laughs> completely, completely like reckless. <laughs> you know, playing. I, I don't know if you know poker well, but uh, yeah, I know how to lose. I know how to lose at poker. Yeah, I, I know enough. Like tech, you play Texas Hold'em and all that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. you know. You, you, you're not going to be playing uh, a Deuce Seven offsuit, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's not a hand you have any business <laughs> being, you know, like to get a one out or to get your yeah. To, yeah. To, to, to win. A five, I love that. You know? So yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I didn't need glasses. No. no. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, no one. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Thank you, Kenny Rogers. All right, I'm going to fast forward you yes. through. Uh, so now you go. You go. Uh, you're you're sober ten years. You go back mm-hmm. to school. Mm-hmm. You become a drug counselor. Oh yeah, we're, we're at we're at this right now. Yeah, I we're know. doing good, but we're okay. Yeah, I know. I don't mind going. I'm not cutting out any of this. It's None too of it. good. Not even a second. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you go, you go to, you go through Gads, or I mean, you go to Gads, and you, you get a job there. And then, um, what at at what point do you decide to do something else? So uh, I really didn't know what I was going to do when I went to school. I mean, I, I was looking at uh, you know drug and alcohol counseling, of course, and and working with uh, uh, recovering gamblers as well. Um, you know, unfortunately, in the in the substance abuse counseling field, it's it's not very um, the compensation isn't good, right? Yeah. You know, so they're really it's really de incentivized to to work in the in the profession. Very very sadly, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So, but you know, once I once I started really excelling in school, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I I. It was really, it just lit me up. So, I mean, I got super high just being in school again, especially after, you know, being in, um, in a job that was so hollow. Yeah. That made me feel so hollow inside for so many years to be in an academic environment where I was learning things. Yeah. And it just really, really fired me up. So I said, you know, I'm going to keep keep going and keep doing this thing. <clears throat> so uh, I ended up uh, getting my bachelor's at Pacific Oaks College. 
and uh, then continued on and got my master's in marital and family therapy. Uh, a great school, as you yes, know. Yes, I'm you, alumni as, also. As you I know. followed you. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, and so I was at Gads for I was at Gads for a little over five years, mm. and then I got licensed, and um, then started. Uh, well, I went to Passages, which is a non twelve step tre- oh. treatment facility. That's the one we talked about. That mis- like I was always joking, but like they massage the uh, addiction right out of you with acupuncture stuff. It's just another way. It looks very relaxing. The commercials were very. I was yeah. like, oh my god. I want to go there. It looks like a resort. <laughs> well, the, you know, their thing is they, they yeah. the, it's, it's, it's curable. It's the addiction cure is what, can I ask you what, quick, they, what they promote? Can I ask you a question since you mentioned that? Do you think what we have, we suffer from is curable? No, I don't. And okay. well, well how, how would you define that? Yeah, I know. Like a I, cure, well, cure, okay. Cure, curable would be like you take, there's like a, like I say, we find the cure for cancer. You take a pill and you're cured for cancer. Like you're not going to get it. It means that tomorrow you can go gamble and you're fine. And you no longer are a degenerate gambler or someone that, you know, you can go and, and lose a few bucks and walk away or have a few drinks and walk away. And so, I mean, I don't know if we have time for this, but, the, but there, <laughs> but just, but just, just quickly, there is yeah, something okay. that you can, you can, uh, do a little research okay. on called the Sinclair Method. I actually know about it. Okay, well, okay, okay. We'll talk about the Sinclair Method that's briefly. In, then that's uh, that's the one where they hit you with the stuff where it doesn't, it, it won't do the dopamine release when when you uh, it, it like suppresses your dopamine release whenever you do it. Okay, and then when you you and so like I, I, it, that's basically it. Like you take a drug. Yeah. Yes. So so uh, naltrexone. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is used very successfully for opiate uh, mm-hmm. uh, cravings, uh, Vivitrol, okay. uh, Vivitrol shots. You're the only person that's ever said that. I've, that's interesting. Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, so, so okay. you, so you, you take it when you drink. You take a capsule when you drink, only when you drink, and eventually it extinguishes the desire to drink. Right. Uh, and it's it's successful for many people. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I had, I had someone tell me, um, you know, I wish I, if, if I could drink like a normal person, then I'd be able to drink every day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? That's the thing. The thought of it. Though. You know, it's like, it's, it's already, it's, it's already it is, fucked it, up to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> that's the problem with it. I mean, I mean but if you're having like a beer or two a day, you're probably, you're like, I know, I know people that drink but, like but that. But here's I, the thing. I don't know, man. I don't, I... I drink to get drunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no doubt, no I doubt. I do drugs to get fucked up. Totally. Like, right. like, my, like my brothers, for example, Shane and Chase. If you're listening, uh, they're, they may be. Um, they're not. They could have a couple beers at like dinner, and then be good and not drink the rest of the night. Yeah. I, 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 it sets off the craving, and the next thing you know, I'm stopping off of whatever. I can't just have one. Yeah. And I know that. I'm the same. Well, the thing is this, is like I could probably do the Sinclair method and I could probably extinguish the the craving like that. But then what I would do is I would stop doing that and then I would start drinking heavily so that I could get fucked up. (laughs) 
And then I would end up back at the same place that I started before or I started. Would you, the whole... would you do the I have the one drink and make the huge the huge glass that's like the double gulp? Well, uh, you know, I just one know drink. I just know myself. I know that I want to get fucked up. I'm not drinking it because it tastes so great, you know. Well, uh, just a couple of things. I mean, do you want to trade the life that you have for Hell no. For, Hell no. for the for the ability to have a couple of drinks? Right? No. You know, sometimes clients will say, you know, I, I I wish I could just drink like a normal person and I'm like, you know, what does that mean? Oh, you know, just have a couple of drinks. I'm like, do you really want just two drinks? Is that really going to satisfy you? And and if if so, what is two going to do that zero? But doesn't you know right? Won't, and that's won't a good do for you. But don't we learn? I mean, this is of course AAA talk. We learn that alcohol, all those things, are merely a symptom of the major problem. Right? The disease centers in our mind. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Like, even if you were, okay, you can drink a couple of drinks a day, but you might still be the same fucking person and you're going to be irritable, discontent, uh, maladjusted to life. I mean, um, you can go correct. in, you can go in like, look, there's anti-abuse, right? There's a drug that you can I've put in the body. I've heard of anti-abuse. You, yeah, you put it, yeah. you, you take this pill and then if you drink, you can become deathly ill and right. people drink on it. I mean, th- well, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's not, this, this uh, disease doesn't make any sense. No, no, of course not. So, uh, although with an abuse, uh, you know, eventually what, well, people just don't take it. Yeah, exactly. Either <laughs> no. they don't take it, but no. I, I've known, I've had clients that have, have been, oh, I'm just going to get on an abuse. And they get on an abuse and then they start drinking on it. And I'm mm. like, what the and when, when did, like, when, in the midst of your disease, when did the idea of, like, you can kill yourself, like, ever stop this? You know what I mean? Right. The kind of situations we put ourselves in. Like, oh, my God, like the drinking and driving, the countless, you know. Oh, well, you know, people say, right, oh, is it a choice? You know, it's a choice, right? You can choose not to drink or use, right? If I hold a gun to you, you're not going to pick up that drink. But you know what an alcoholic or addict thinks is... (laughs) You're not really going to shoot me if I, right? <laughs> or like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he's like, not going to pull the trigger. Or as soon no as way. he turns around, I'm going to drink just it. Like that, <laughs> just like that guy that was going to rob you that night. You were just like, you know what? You'd be doing me a favor. Like that's literally where our our alcohol, our, the, yeah. the, the disease takes you to. That's the mental state that you were in in that moment. Yeah. Oh, to- oh, totally. I mean, if someone had a gun on me, I, I would, yeah, probably not. But you know, that there is the thought like... That it might jam. Or, <laughs> yeah, you know? Or he's going to look away for a he second. Probably does, when he, he, probably, does. he probably doesn't clean his gun. It's going to yeah, probably jam up exactly. on him. He yeah. can't do that to me. Anyone who has had that, the need, mm-hmm. just that, that, and, and cravings, right? Or they're involuntary and yeah. they're miserable. Yeah. And you do anything to satisfy them. Yeah. To, to alleviate that suffering, you know? Yeah. So you were, you were talking about passages and I decided to mean to set us off on a tangent, oh, but yeah. you were talking about passages and you were there for how long? So I was at passages for about a year and, and that was a great experience at, because I, as I, a therapist or counselor? As a therapist. Oh, okay. Okay. So in my first year as a licensed therapist, I probably had, Oh man, I probably had over eighteen hundred individual sessions. Oh my, oh my gosh, God, that's, that's a lot. A lot of yeah, yes, because I mean, I really wanted to just like develop my my skills. Yeah, my skills, yeah. and and so I really I really immersed myself in that. I was there, and I was also working uh, for Kaiser in West Covina at their addiction medicine um, program, and. Okay. 
And I had my office over on... Uh, <laughs> I remember your old office. My old office over on Central, up on the 17th floor at the Glendale Plaza. Can I just say, it was a great view. <laughs> it was a great view. It was, it was high up. It was a beautiful view. Anyway, keep talking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd point that uh, out. <laughs> yeah and then uh, for the last four years, I've been uh, over on um, Glen Oaks. Glen Oaks and Louise uh, in Glendale. Yeah. Yeah. 301 yeah. East Glen Oaks, Suite 3. There, there we go. Is. There oh, it is. A little if, you plug. Want, if you want to find Steve, now you know where he is during the day. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So you've been. So you you left passages. Didn't didn't passages burn down in that fire? Probably. Isn't that one, what I one heard? Of their, one of the one facilities where Cliffside Malibu did, or one of the Malibu. It's easy to it's easy to lump them all together. You know? It was Cliffside, I think that. Right. I, I think one of the one of the campuses for Cliffside and yeah. one of the campuses for Passages. But. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah. So you left that, and, and you and now, what's what's life like for Steve today? Uh, what are you doing now these days? It's it's great. So I work with lots of uh, you know um, primarily addiction, mm-hmm. okay. substance use disorder, gambling disorder. Uh, so are you a specialist in the gambling disorder column? I am. So I'm an authorized provider uh, through the state of California and. Uh, Program a UCLA Gambling Studies program. Awesome! Uh, wow. And uh, the program is called CalGets California Gambling Education Treatment Services. Okay. Uh, Would insurance cover people like that for to see so, you? So, so that's been a problem, right? That that insurance would not authorize <laughs> uh, um, therapy f- for gambling disorder. Right. Uh, but the nice thing is that this program is funded through the state and it's at no cost to the clients. Okay. Oh, nice. So I, I, yeah, I invoice uh, UCLA directly and then they pay me and the money comes from, um, local casinos, uh, tribal casinos, the California lottery, uh, California horse racing board, uh, they set aside a tiny, tiny little bit of money. (laughs) They literally help fund this. They do now. Interesting. It's, uh, the, uh, I'd like to say that it was voluntary on their part, oh, but you know it's not. But it was Come part on. of a. Nobody would nobody would believe that anyway. <laughs> as was, greedy as those places are, it was part of a uh, compact that the that uh, gambling establishments had to had to sign in order to have a certain amount of table games, a certain amount of slot machines. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's gotten, the laws have gotten lo- a lot looser in the last 20, 30 years here in California. Yeah. For, well, I want to tell you what's coming is legalized sports betting. Yeah. That, I heard, I've heard that's coming. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be on and, the, on, uh, on the ballot in 2022. Wow. And uh, it's likely will pass. Oh yeah. You know, so, so, you know, more accessibility it's just going to create more uh people more who are, yeah more people who are disordered gamblers oh, so you'll horrible. be keeping busy <laughs> I, like, I wish i wasn't but yeah yeah, yeah I wish of course I wasn't, but, of course but yeah but i love it i love i love you guys i love mm, love you too you man. know everything that you you i just this is that this is the greatest part of the work that I do is seeing how well you guys oh. do how much you thrive and how much you know, you've grown and how much you, you are engaged in your lives. It's That's like, awesome. it's, it's the, this is challenging work, right? You know, it is sure. You know, sometimes people say, Oh, you know, do you, there's so many failures, you know, do you, mm. how do you deal with that? And I'm mm. like, I don't, how do you know it's a failure? Right. I've gotten, right. I've gotten so many calls from people who I worked with who maybe couldn't stay sober at that time. Yeah. 
a year or two later, they'll call and say, you know, I, I wanted to call you and just tell you I've been sober for six months. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, I'm so sorry. I wasn't able to do it then. And yeah, but I want you to know that I really appreciate it. Appreciate everything you did for me. I'm able to access all of the stuff that we worked on That's together. Yeah. So, I mean, is that a failure that they didn't stay? No. Sober? And people yeah. remember things you, know? you say, like, I mean, like it's like welcoming a newcomer at a meeting, like even you just being, Hey, welcome to the meeting. My name is this. And this is, uh, you're at a, you're at a good place. Keep coming back. Totally. That person may go out. And then we remember you like I had a guy come up and he's like, dude, thank you. Like he's like, he came back after X amount of time, not trying to toot my own horn, but he thanked me for like saying hi to me that one time. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Like it's simple as just that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, especially, especially people who are, you know, because you can walk into an AA meeting and everybody knows one another. They're talking and you're standing there by yourself. You feel so alone, lonely, like you you don't fit. Yeah. Uh, and to have someone just come up and just ask about how you're doing, I mean, can really transform oh, your, your whole your whole experience with it. So. It meant the world to me, man. I mean, yeah. I, I loved the people that were coming up to me. I was also a little shy and a little nervous and stuff too, but it was also just a relief to talk to somebody that was like, hey, dude, like you can do it. And I was like, what positive, positive things in my life? What's this all about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for I, sure. can, I can listen to you talk all day, Steve. I know. Um, yeah. I've taken up a lot of your time. No, you no, know, not at no, all. Man. It's been, it's, well, it's I, I do a two parter with you. It's gone by. Yeah. We're going to, if you're up for it, we always we're thinking about doing like a reunion episode, like in a year or something like that. And yeah. Have people come back on and see where everybody's else. Everybody else is at. But um, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, um, I'm not going to, probably edit much on this anyway man no, i don't care if i don't a little either. longer all <laughs> um, y'all listen you guys know you can go a little longer um it flew by quickly it did, it did. um thank you so much again you for wait coming you, on. Well, let, let, let's yeah. let him plug his business here oh yeah plug your business plug yeah. away <laughs> yeah plug away please uh so yeah so um steve kabashigal i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in glendale uh how can they get a hold of you so they can, people can get a hold of me, um, through my website, which is recoverywithsteve.com. Ooh. Oh, nice. Or, I like the uh, name. Yeah, me too. Or, um, you know, my, my phone number, my office number is, uh, 323-645-0050. Okay. Um, or of course you two fine gentlemen. Yeah. They can reach uh, out to us over here. You're going to plug that. You also are a great singer and there's video footage of you on, uh, <laughs> I see the, the last playing acoustic guitar at like two, a festival or something. The, okay. I saw him a week ago. Right. But before that, the last time I saw him, he's, he's, he's at the whiskey a go, go playing on stage. I'm like, what the hell? Well, what, what was that? A, oh, I've got years a, ago? a couple years ago. Probably that, he, 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 his, Z's band opened up, and oh, that's then, right. And he played. You, after. Were, you were there that night. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty crazy. That's crazy. Man. That is so cool, man. And yeah. see, that's what you can do in sobriety, guys. You know, he's playing music sober oh. and living. You're you're married. Oh yeah, happily married. Great life, career, everything. Uh, absolutely, and of course, you know, none of it. It could. It was not at all possible without you know getting sober and. You're right. You hear so many people say, oh, and you know, is, am I going to have any fun anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. That's the fear. You know, it's like, yep. well, it's like they say, you know, you can uh, have everything and give up this one thing or keep this one you thing and lose everything, everything else. else. Oh, yeah. That's it. And man, I've had more fun in my sobriety than ever before. And if I thought about that, was I even having fun before I even got sober? Would would you even call it fun? Oh, well, not. I mean, at the beginning, maybe everything was an uphill battle, struggle, a chore. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I hated everything and everyone. Yeah. 
It was miserable. Yep. So thanks again, man. Yeah. Thanks I again. mean, if, if you, if you, uh, if you're looking for some help, you cannot seek an, a nicer, Steve better Kobashigawa. I'm going to spell your last name for everybody. It's S T E V E. And if, correct me if I'm wrong. K as in kilo, O, B as in boy, A, S, H, I, G, A, W, A. Oh, man. Perfect. Perfectly, yes. perfectly yeah. wrong. Yes. That's terrible. <laughs> Lucas, yes. you're the man. Yeah. He just wants, I just wanted to. He, I, wants, yeah, he wants to show I just, off. I'm, just, I'm glad I can pronounce your name correctly. I take a lot of pride in that. <laughs> he does. I do talk time. to customers every day on the phone, and, and there's some, some, some gnarly names that come in. And I'm always like, I'm like, how do you pronounce your name? Because I don't want to mispronounce it. Right. So anyway. uh, can, can I just ask you? Yeah. Why? So uh, I love seeing how how well you guys are doing. I mean, do you love seeing how well you're doing? Do I love to? Yeah, like do you sit and say, you know, man, I'm just really so grateful and happy. Oh, and thankful for just all of the effort that yeah. I put in and how much my life has I, changed. Dude, I, I I swear to God, like every day, every day, I I do I I recognize how great my life is these days. And, you know, everybody has bad moments, but like on, on a daily, like I take my walks and, and like I look around and I'm just like, fuck, I can't even believe that. That's cool. I'll be a little more honest than Dean and say every day I don't do that. Uh, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Every day, every day I don't wake up and feel super grateful. But what I've realized is if I don't feel grateful, I can do a gratitude list and write out 25 things that make me feel grateful. And it also, I just have to also have to look at where, if I can remember, and it's only been like 10 years, where was I when I came in? Where am I now? And yeah. if something's bothering me, like, what can I do? Like, I have, op- you have options in sobriety. They're, they're like ways yeah. out. Limitless. I, you, Limitless. Yeah, and I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't saying that you don't do that every day. If no, you, no, and if you are, that's great. No, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm in particularly the last few months of my life has been really great. I, I went through a really bad breakup last yeah, year right. and that really mm-hmm. broke my heart. So mm-hmm. like for a few months, I, I, I struggled to find the joy, but at the, I would have moments of clarity where like, where are my feet? My feet are right here. And this mm-hmm. is like, this is right now. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but like right now I can't concentrate on the things I don't have. I got to concentrate on what I have. And what I have is a great set of friends. I had Lucas. I have my other friend, yeah. you know, Jeff and Alana and, and Sam and all these people around me that, that, that helped me get through that tough time. And like, I was grateful for that. Even if I, w- I wasn't so grateful for, you know, like that relationship that I lost, I, I still, I still felt enough to get me through it, you know, and I'm, I, and that's, a hundred percent sobriety. Yep. You know, yep. you have people, you have friends, yeah. you have an abundance of friends, I'm sure in your life today. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking overall when you sometimes sit and think where you've been and where you are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I guess what I'm, a- I'm asking is the promises, right? If, the, if yeah. they've been fulfilled for they you. Have. When, yeah. when you're, yeah. you know, there's 12 of them, right? There's 12 promises. If you break it down. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. I just, yeah. I just counted them the other day. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I, and I feel, <laughs> but I think, Promises do come true, but it's also, for my experience, it's maintenance too. So resting on my laurels, as it says in literature, some of the literature, oh yeah, is is dangerous. Alcohol, gambling, cocaine, meth is a subtle foe. All right. I've seen people. I've seen people who they were pretty spiritually fit that yeah. went away from the program that overdosed in a, in a matter of a year or two. <sighs> so, like, I mean, yeah. it's it, it happens. So I, I agree. And like, thankfully, I just you, don't like to think of it like that. There's something called the gift of awareness. Have you heard of that? And uh, it's something that I relate it to as if I I can recognize, thank God, I have feelings today and I have emotions that come through. 
And if I can recognize I'm feeling very anxious or I'm feeling very depressed, I'm, I'm feeling angry. I recognize those emotions. And if they start taking over my life, I realize that something needs to change because mm. I'm not doing something. And this happened to me recently. I was just telling you guys right before all this, but, mm-hmm. and it is what it is. It takes what it takes. Pain is, is the touchstone of growth. Another cliche. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. some cliches. <laughs> I like some cliches, but not all like, you know, um, that's but that's one good, of the ones. That's a, that's a true one for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Faith yeah. without works is dead. Oh. Pain is the touchstone of growth. We're already at like two hours, right? No, we're going to keep going. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Steve's got to get home. Uh, at some point, right? Um, thank you again, man. Uh, yeah. we're, thank you. We've got to have a part two. And uh, yeah, we'll, we're we going to do our plugs now? We're going to do our plugs. Okay. Uh, we're on Instagram. We um, It's called terminally underscore unique underscore podcast, not slashes. Uh, not dashes. We don't use those. I don't no. know why. Underscores just seem cooler. Yeah. And it's a millennial thing. I think everybody's doing it. Yeah, it's a millennial thing, and it's what I stuck with anyway. Okay. So find us on Instagram. Um, I try or, to post as much as possible. I post. Uh, Dean is much better at the Facebook because he posts more interesting articles. I'll is. try to get more stuff out in the Instagram. If you guys don't follow Facebook as much, mm-hmm. Dean will talk about the Facebook yeah, now. Though. The Facebook page is the Terminally Unique Podcast. It's just come 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 on over and and look at us at the fan page and like us, and yes. you'll see a bunch of uh, bunch are not a bunch but a couple articles a week yeah. you know and uh and maybe some recommendations for some uh for some movies because there's some really good addiction movies that have been out lately and i've just been like i don't know if you've seen cherry on apple tv that is amazing oh wow just it's all about opiates and no and I, veterans i, I, pro- I really, probably really, really good. need to check it out also the crime of the century on hbo anyway for that's good Anyway, so that's one way to get a hold of us. Another way to get a hold of us is the terminally unique podcast at gmail.com. I know that's a lot of letters in a row, but it is the terminally unique podcast at gmail.com. It's the title we chose. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Ray's Energy for uh, for sponsoring Thanks us. Thanks again, Ray. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Maybe you send Scott. me a case. Stop sending Dean a case. I can use some <laughs> extra energy now. All right. Honestly, I'm going to probably get rid of all energy drinks out of my life eventually. Okay, anyway. well, you can bring them over here. Uh, that'll be another we'll have an anxiety episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all about anxiety and how not caffeine doesn't help. No, um, it does not. Uh, right. What was I going to say? There was one other thing. Yeah. So if you guys, oh, you've never seen to tell people that we're on, we're available. Like you download the episodes on oh. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yes. Google, um, Amazon, Pandora, Stitcher. Yeah. All basically any kind of any major podcast, podcast. addict. Right. That's another one. Yeah. So you guys uh, listen to it. Download if you can. If you have space on your phone or computer. Um, cause it helps our podcast grow and we can get right. more sponsors and get more, um, you know, free stuff for us, free stuff for us and nothing for I don't you. Know if no, that, no. <laughs> you guys get a message. We do yeah. this every week, but even if you know what, I get a lot, I don't know, I'll speak for myself, right? but I'm sure you do too. We get a lot out of this, even though it's not, pro- it's not profitable for us. No, this is something that no. I just enjoy doing. No, I just so get, far. I just live like an almost famous life. That's all. If it ever becomes <laughs> profitable, it's just, an, it's just a bonus. Man. In Covina, everyone knows me. How about, if it how comes about profitable that? later in life, it's, yeah. it's just a bonus, but that right. was never the intention. No, no, we're, we just enjoy this. And we've had a lot of people reach out and we really yeah. appreciate it when you do reach out and, and tell us that yes. we touched you. Yes. And I had a friend reach out actually today and she was telling me she was listening to an episode at work, I guess. Really? And then there was a f- few things we were saying. People were laughing, like, but thought that, like she was crazy. I'm like, oh, man, whatever. I don't yeah. know if she's playing it out loud. I was like, maybe don't play it out loud. But, <laughs> but like, we're getting feedback. Right. And that's, I love and that's, that. and that's great. I love that. yeah. um, thank you guys for supporting us. Too. Thank you again, Steve. Love thank you. Thank you, Steve. We love you. Thank we you. really do. We yeah. really do love you. And uh, yeah, let's, right. let's do this again next week, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. Love you. I love you too. Do you love me? I, I don't think know. So. There was a question mark. We'll come back to that next week. No. Uh, no, okay. I do, man. 
All right. I love you too, buddy. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay.